What's going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Nomicron. We are at episode 13, the bad luck episode, so who knows where this may go. <laughs> I am your host, as always, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and joining me, of course, my two homies, my brothers in arms, the most beautiful men on the planet. Oh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, aka Synthetic. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Doing good. Awesome. And that other voice you hear, my homie, Ollie, the Vonstrosity. What's up, man? Hey, nothing much. Just joining the podcast as usual. As usual, just phoned it in. <clears throat> yeah, you heard me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's docket is a light one but i feel like we're probably gonna end up tangenting off as we normally do we're gonna talk a little bit about indie games hell yeah indie games uh they're starting to kind of have this resurgence over the last couple of years where i'm starting to see there's a lot of these what people would label as double a indie games uh and but they play like triple a titles um so we're gonna touch a little bit about on that uh, and then later on, I think we're going to talk about games and movie genres we just wish we could get into, but just fucking can't. And there's definitely a lot of content there. And then from there, as okay, always, so I've been who really liking this game good. called uh, Kingdom. There's actually slightly intent or different game um, mechanisms gotcha. or whatever. Uh, but this is a simple side scroller. Uh, there's only two buttons. Uh, there's drop coins or there's run. And you basically just play a king or a queen on a horse and you you just crash land on an island and you're supposed to build your kingdom up. There are camps of vagabonds on the island where you can just like hire them and they become either archers or swordsmen or um, uh, farmers, what have you. Um, and yeah, it's just like a really chill game uh, that I just like to unwind with. It's, yeah, it's kind of... It's a tower defense, and it has a day-night cycle to it. So during the day, you know, you can go and, and venture left or right of your kingdom and kind of discover chests with coins in it or uh, new mounts um, to traverse the land a little bit differently. Like, there's one that uh, if you find a a bear den, then you can ride a fucking bear. There's another one bear. where... Yeah, there's one that's that's uh there's a stag as well uh on a certain map and you run faster in the forest with that one but slower on open open land interesting and then at night you get bombarded by um the enemy they're called greed and they they come in the game progresses in days so it counts the days and as the days go on the waves get harder and harder at night oh shit yeah you kind of have to you have to build your kingdom up fast enough so that you can survive them, but then move to the next island because you're not going to find what you need to to build your base better until you move to the next island. And you can always come back to other islands. So on the first island, you barely get enough uh, materials to build your base, and you have to fix your boat to jump to the next island as fast as possible because by the time you get to like night 20, it becomes almost impossible to survive the night. Shit. And I think as well, um, once you get to like 25 or 30, winter <clears> starts <throat> coming. So you can't you can't farm anymore. And that's like your farm gives you money. And that's like your main source of income in late game, especially. But in winter, there's like no way to get your income. And 
if you keep dying and you can't hire more uh, citizens, then you're kind of shit out of luck as well. And gotcha. if you expand your base out too far too quickly, then you kind of spread yourself thin because you don't have a good enough mount to get to that side of the map quick enough because night will fall by the time you get to there. And yeah. your your guys are also really limited in how fast they move to where you indicate them to go. So by the time you send this guy out to build a wall, um, it's already night and your archers don't know to go out to the wall until that wall is done being built. And then they're walking in the middle of the night to get to that wall. Meanwhile, it's already being attacked. So there's a lot of timing that you have to kind of focus on as well. Um, and yeah, the newest game is Two Crowns. So it's actually multiplayer. I think it's couch co-op, but I think on the phone it's like co-op co-op, like multiplayer. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, they they also have like a few updates. So they have dead land, so you can play in an undead world where everyone's a zombie. Um, they have a shogun one where you play in feudal Japan. Uh, they have the newest one that just dropped is Norse lands. So it's kind of like Vikings and everything, and it just it changes the aesthetics as well as a few gameplay elements. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it's like a lot of fun. It's like. It's not a cheap indie game either, surprisingly. I think I, I saw it was like 32 bucks right now, even on the sale. But oh, every now and then, yeah, like when I got it, it was like five, eight bucks on sale or something like that. Yeah. And I quickly just fell in love with this game because it's honestly like the one indie game that I could put a lot of hours into. Um, even though it's kind of got a little bit of repetitive gameplay, the game gets harder and harder. There is an end right. game eventually, which is nice, but um, yeah. It's it's what I'd recommend to play if you're ever looking for a nice casual game where you don't have to think about much if you're too high or whatever. Oh yeah. Now you were saying the the two basic mechanics were movement and dropping coins. What is the purpose of dropping coins? So the purpose of dropping coins is to the hire your guys. You kind of got to line yourself up so that you drop a coin on top of somebody if you want to hire them, okay. and then you kind of hold down the drop coin button to buy bows or um, hammers uh, so that you get builders or um, archers. And then whoever is free and and doesn't have an item already will kind of gravitate towards that and pick it up. Oh, yeah? And, and then you can also drop coins if you're being chased by the greed because they want the coins, so they always come after you. Actually, that's one of the that's the way you die in the game is that they steal your crown, and the amount of coins you have in your bag is also your hit points. So oh, they damn. will slowly chip away at you, and once they steal all your coins, the next hit steals your crown, and it 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 starts this little fun mini game once they steal your crown because it kind of falls down and you got to chase after the crown and the first one to get to the crown wins. So you can still save yourself and not die, but it depends on the mount that you have and how many greed there are, and there are progressively more difficult greed. There are there are ones that are giant like Goliaths that will just like destroy your walls in like two hits. There are other oh, ones that that kind of like jump and like they can jump over a wall and keep jumping on guys and they will steal your citizens and your citizens tools as well. Oh, and fuck. Yeah. They're kind of dicks. <laughs> and then there's ones that just like fly above everything and swoop down from above and kind of negate all defenses and just like steal whatever the fuck they want, like pick you up and take you off to their, 
cave. Eventually, you can build up your your knights and give them like a squad and you can kind of like launch an attack against the portal where they come from and like you you bring a bomb with you and it's it it it's actually a really satisfying way to to defeat them and you can basically save an island that way so that every time you come back to the island it's not like destroyed as it was before right and so how do you how do you earn coin um, that you can either just find in the environment or you tell your builders to chop down trees, um, or farming is the main source of income after a while. Farming becomes so really... it's a passive thing where, like, you have to go out and collect these coins? Y- you have to go out and collect the coins, yeah. It actually, like, early game is very hard to get money. Late game, though, you'll have so many farms that, like, money will just be, like, bursting at the seams everywhere you go. And if your bag is too full, you'll actually just drop coins in the water. Um, And, like, yeah, there is a bank where you can throw coins into, but eventually when you get good at the game, your your bank's going to be full, your bag's going to be full, and you're just going to be, like, bursting coins at the seams. And kind of feels like a waste, but that's kind of when you know that that you have a lot of options with the game you're not kidding now if only i could get that in real life yeah right just just have money bursting out of my pockets because i have so much yeah that sounds like a fucking like a fun game i might actually check that out you said it was in the games for gold yeah it's games for gold on xbox this month um it the the logo will show deadlands on it but the game is kingdom two crowns Oh yeah, maybe I'll give that a I'll give that a go. I'm I am no stranger to indie games myself. Uh, yeah, I definitely like to definitely experiment. Uh, Ryan, indie games. What have you uh, What have you played? What are your What are your favorites? There was this uh, this one game. I actually just found it. I was doing a little bit of research trying to find this game again. I played it for the first time on the uh, Wii U years and years back, and it's called Runbo. And it's basically like this couch co op. Um, like platforming game where you can have like eight different people playing at a time. And uh, the gimmick, I guess, is that the backgrounds are colored and it'll swap colors every so often. And as it does that, it'll get rid of platforms of the same color. So you have to time your jumps around the background moving uh, in order to like pass obstacles and stuff like that and complete the story mode. Um, while being able to beat everybody else out of those eight players that you're playing with. <clears throat> and it's just like a, it's just like a, a fun little indie game to run around and play. It has kind of a story mode and then just like a free run mode uh, where you just kind of play against each other for times. Um, I was going to say, so is this like a, like a free-for-all? It can be, yeah. Um, a lot of the parts, like in the campaign, once you kind of get to the end, um it it more so just becomes trying to beat it so it doesn't matter if uh, you win or lose you're just trying to get one person to the end because it gets pretty difficult with the platforming um but in the other mode it's just like you try and block off people in any way you can like throwing items at them um and just trying to keep them away from platforms so you can finish the race with either uh, the first one uh, to make it to the end, or the only one to live long enough to get there. Interesting. And yeah, and you pretty... and, and you have this game still? Yeah, it's actually uh, it's on Xbox now. Uh, I think it's a Game Pass game uh, at the moment, but it's like it's definitely a couch co op game. I don't know if it has online to any degree. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I used to play it a whole bunch with uh, my cousins. We just have the whole family on um, on the Wii. 
everybody would have their controller and we would just try and go through the campaign but it was like uh i guess it was kind of like a roguelike where it was a one and done kind of thing if you got to the end but didn't finish it and quit you were restarting from the beginning to try and beat the campaign again oh sure it's it's pretty difficult but it was a lot of fun and it's a great game to play with uh, a group of people well definitely something we should break out next time we've got a, a grouping i agree i'm uh, i'm so down for that that sounds like a lot of fun yeah that that sounds like um that sounds like a really fun game like there was this there was this other game that was kind of like platformy and and every it was like a free-for-all ultimate chicken horse i don't know if you guys ever played that <laughs> what? yeah ultimate chicken horse yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure it's called i need ultimate to look chicken this up. Horse. yeah do look it up because it's actually like kind of a fun game everyone just kind of places platforms out uh before the match and then you have to get from point a to b and it's just like a platformer but you set up <laughs> yeah. traps or ruin other people's traps and like it's just this fun little like yeah <laughs> okay i'm just looking and watching a quick trailer <laughs> yeah yeah, and then I think there was this other indie game that I really wanted to play that was, um, it was kind of like a, a racing one, but everyone plays a character that's running, and the map is just one big circle. So you kind of go left to right, and then you go bottom up, right to left, and then w- work your way back down. And uh, each character had like a different ability, like one was a grapple hook, one was a boost. I can't remember the name of that game, but um, I'm pretty sure that one's called Speedrunners. I think uh, I yeah. also heard of that game for a time. Yeah, and that one was pretty fun as well. But it definitely, to me, I mean, having played uh, Runbow first, that other game I was talking about, it kind of just felt like a clone of that. Um, just That's without what I was the saying. campaign like, mode, like the way you were describing it, it sounded a lot like Speedrunners. So okay. So, but definitely yeah. your game came out way way first because i remember this game came out like three years ago or something like that oh yeah runbo is actually a, a game that was um made by a, like a really small group of developers that uh, my cousin's parents are friends with so oh no we got, yeah we got access to the game like super super early like before release but they let us just try it for a while oh really I'm watching a quick clip of that right now Oh, this game looks yeah, Runbo looks pretty cool. It kind of reminds me of um well, just from this Shit. one screenshot, but it's Oh, that looks played. that looks hard. I want to play this. <laughs> difficult, yeah. This yeah. looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, there game. was um what was it? It's like Stickman fighting or something like that, which is like it like you can get like an eight players on the screen and uh and the map constantly changes kind of like how the the Wario uh maps in Smash kind of change like that no is this a um, smash clone no it 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 it's not like smash at all whereas the different characters have different things but each time the map changes it might be a different mini game like you have to pick up a bomb and and deliver it or um it'll be like one shot ko kind of thing and you just get like machine guns dropping from the sky or like uh, like different types of (laughs) weapons um and I think I think it's like a PlayStation exclusive. That's how I played it. But it was just like a really fun um, indie game. Yeah, just Stickman War. Is that it? I'm gonna tangent no. off real I quick no here. Idea. Yeah, go has for any, it. Has anybody seen 
This is just new. It only came out a couple days ago. A trailer for this Smash clone game that's coming out called Multi Versus. Oh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the trailer, but I've heard a lot about it, and the the voice yeah. cast seems really great. Yeah. Okay. So this is like I said, it's a Smash clone, but it's blending all of these universes together with characters. So you've got like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, Rick from Rick and Morty, Superman, and um. I wanted. I was about to say Ben and Jerry. I mean Tom and Jerry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fat guy. What do you want? I think about ice cream all the time. <laughs> but yeah, Bugs Bunny and like Wonder Woman and shit. Like this, fucking crazy. Um, it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm. I can't yeah, wait for this to drop. It's a free to play, right? Yeah. I'm, really. I think it's a free to play. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm on the website right now, and on the banner, it's free to play and cross play. Oh and, shit! Um, yeah, this I think this ought to be like capitalizing on the the Nickelodeon Fighters game success. So that game blew up after they released it. Did it? Is really... it actually good? Yeah, like, is it good? Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty decent, but it, it's like super goofy and weird. Like, definitely oh, not on the same <laughs> level as Smash Bros. And it kind of, it doesn't even look like it was, like, it looks like it was made by a group of people that just wanted to make a, a weird-ass fucking game that people were asking for. So they put, <laughs> like, all these weird characters, like Spongebob and uh, fucking something, what's his name, Thornberry from Rugrats. Uh, Nigel, Nigel Thornberry, yeah. Yeah, just, like, a bunch of weird-ass Nickelodeon characters. All that wasn't Rugrats, was it? That was, wasn't that, like, the Wild Thornberries? That wasn't that its own show? Yeah, the Wild Thornberries. Wasn't that a spin-off? I don't know. Oh, I've, Rugrats? Uh... No, they had a they had a crossover, I think, is what it was. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But, think... yeah, like, a whole bunch of strange characters, uh, like the Ninja Turtles and stuff, too. And this game just, like, blew up for some reason. It got super popular just because you could now play as these characters in a in a Smash Bros-type uh, game when they yeah. just announced that, like, Sora was going to be the new character in Smash. So everyone was hyped because they were expecting stuff like, um, I don't know, I guess, like, Shaggy and just more characters from IPs that are not Nintendo. Right. I mean, it's definitely an exciting thing here. I've got a, I got a, it's not really a trailer. It's more like a, a deep dive in the background here. And though I'm not listening to it, I'm just kind of watching it. Like, there's a lot of cool characters in this. Yeah. Um, there's Wonder a, Woman, Tom and Jerry, Arya Shaggy, Stark. Finn from, yeah, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones <laughs> is in this. Yeah. <laughs> Finn, Finn from Adventure Time and the dog whose name I can't ever remember. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't a big Adventure Time guy. But like, it's going to be huge. The way I heard this game explained was that they were their warner brothers properties and that's that's what the the multiverses grabs from you think we'll get but some I, animaniacs in here you think we'll get mortal Kombat characters in there oh i didn't even i, mean, I didn't even <laughs> think about that well that's well, that would, weird i mean what? that would make sense because i thought i heard that they were pausing the mortal Kombat games like what mortal Kombat 11 was the last one that came out yeah yeah, yeah. And and I heard yeah there's no there's no current plans for a new Mortal Kombat game. Mm, so but like yeah, another, maybe another Injustice? Yeah, Injustice. Could be. I mean Oh, you know what? Injustice I, 2 came out a couple of years back, so I guess if they decided I'd say we're to, due like, for one in another couple of years yeah. if they wanted to continue with that. I mean, I haven't well, played 2, so I don't know how that story goes and if they left it open I'm sure I'm sure Injustice 3 is going to be a little ways out because if anything they would have announced it at the DC fandom and yeah, since we you're didn't probably get right. that oh, good I wouldn't 
I wouldn't be surprised if 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 yeah, it, it's probably like three four years out right now. Yeah, you're probably right in saying that. I kind of forgot that that was uh, that that happened like what a month back, not even. But I mean, I mean, hey, this multiverses, if it's got Mortal Kombat characters and uh, DC characters that are in it, then like that could probably scratch the itch for a little while. I mean, it's a very different style of fighting game, but yeah, my oh, guess yeah. since yeah. it's free to play is they'll drop the game with a a decent pantheon of of fighters. But then I think where they're going to make their money is probably going to be character packs and cosmetics yeah i yeah. i would agree with that hold that on makes sense. i mean real quick and and maps as well multiverses will feature a variety of fighters and personalities to team up with or compete against along with an all-star cast of talent lending their voices to the game including the og batman from the batman cartoons kevin conroy that's sick yeah, and they got yeah. Ma- Matthew Lill- Lillard. Matthew Lillard to play Shaggy. Yeah, really? I, I thought he was done with Shaggy after the the newer animated movie came out. No, and he wasn't cast. well, like apparently it was. It might have been one of those cases where he wasn't even offered the, like the role. Kind of the same way. Really? Um, kind of the same way the new God of War guy replaced the old God of War guy. Um, mm. But yeah, Math- Matthew Lillard. I'm pretty sure he fucking loves playing Shaggy. So. I feel like he would do it at every opportunity. Oh, same hell with, yeah. Same with Tara Strong as... Um, as uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah, because I think Kaylee Kuoko is voicing her in the animated series right now, but Tara Strong has been it for quite a while, has been... For years. And Harley, yeah. Years and years. Tara Strong was also... Uh, she was on... She did a small spot on Rick and Morty. The, uh, the Parasite episode. With all the different characters, she was uh, Summer's imaginary friend. Oh, what season was this? Tinkles? Was it Tinkles? This was this was the one where they showed up in that like dimension or whatever during the party, no, this right? Was, well, this is where they put the house yeah, on lockdown because there's yeah, parasites. And they were to, yeah, and they were all shooting each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the 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 Hitler, families, Lincoln, whatever. Oh no 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 no, not that. No, this was the episode where. I guess uh, someone brings a parasite in from a from a, a quest on their shoe or some shit, and what they do is they they implant memories and create fake fucking yeah fake wasn't fantasy that the, memories wasn't wasn't that That's the one with like butthole? yeah that was the first the first episode with Mister Poopy Butthole yeah because they were just like I don't remember there being Mister Poopy Butthole but then it turns out that they or did pencil have pester reverse giraffe hammer eye. <laughs> wait the like butler. that's the one where they go to the school to get help from mr poopy butthole no this is the first episode that mr poopy butthole is in yeah and it's all about these parasites who keep implanting fake memories and that's how they reproduce and so the episode opens with rick summer beth jerry morty mr poopy butthole uh and all of a sudden they're all at the breakfast table and they're eating and they're talking and then all of a sudden jerry's brother walks in and he's like you know I'm buying you guys a vacation. You guys have been really good for me. And they're all like, oh, you don't have to do that. And Rick's like, wait a second. And shoots him in the fucking face. And they're all like, what the hell? And he's like, it's a parasite. One of you guys brought one in, whatever, from the last whatever. He's like, they feed on memories, and that's how they reproduce. And as he's starting to talk about this, people start thinking back, and they keep they keep getting these fake memories. And, oh, it's funny as hell, man. It's from, like, the second season? Yeah, I want to say it was, like, hmm. second season or something. One of my favorite Weird episodes. episode. Yeah, I'm sure, like, you probably just have a mental block right now, because it is a very memorable episode. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I feel like that, like the breakfast table that you just described, like I, I can remember that. I just don't remember what happened after. Because like, I remember the introduction to uh, the character of Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. But I guess I just didn't remember what happened like past that, uh, that quick shot. Yeah, it's basically an episode full of cutaways and new characters. Okay. Yeah. God, that was such a good episode. Yeah. I miss Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> uh, we definitely pulled away from that, but yeah, multiverses. I cannot wait to see. Yeah, I'm trying thing. to see. Do you do you see where it, when it comes out? No, but I know you know what. I'm just if you go to the Google website, it. if you go to the website, you can sign up for a play test or whatever. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I you just put that. in your you just put in your email, and I guess guess it'll be the same way that Halo Infinite had its uh, play test. If you just signed up sometime in 2022, there's no definitive date. Okay. Mm, seems yeah. It seems like a lot of stuff coming out in 2022 is possibly getting delayed. So that's probably a good thing that they say sometime. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that like two of the games that were supposed to come out in February alongside um, Elden Ring got delayed. Which games? Um, fuck, I can't remember. I know Dying Light didn't get delayed again, but um, what's the sorry? What's the website for the Spalty Versus? It's multiverses.com, I think. Of course it is. Oh, the Steam Deck got delayed until February 2022. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, just because of the chip shortage. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm honestly not surprised because, like, that's the whole reason Xbox and PlayStation have been, um, have been delayed oh, right now. Oh, chip shortage has been, been a huge Oh, the, it was, it was Saints Row that got delayed. Oh, no surprise there. Oh, really? Yeah, I was surprised because, like, the gameplay they showed, the game looked pretty much... I don't know. You never know behind the scenes just how scripted those gameplay elements they show are. But, um, yeah, there was something else that was coming out in February that got delayed. But, I mean, February 2022 was looking like a huge um, huge lineup anyways, so I'm not surprised because some of those delays were probably because, I think, yeah, I think Saints Row was releasing the same day as Elden Ring. So Ooh, that was that's probably a, a good... Oh, damn. Yeah. I mean, like, two very different games, <laughs> but at the same yeah, time... Yeah, but one would have overshadowed the other one greatly. Yeah, Elden yeah, Ring is going to smash that. Yeah, definitely. I, there's, I think there's definitely a bigger following for Souls-like games than there is for Saints Row. Well, have you seen any of the gameplay for Elden Ring? <laughs> no, I'm... So cool. Oh, dude. Oh, man. It's like a 20-minute video out. I think IGN posted a while back. Either IGN or GameSpot or one of those, one of those big guys. Um... I give it a watch. It is the coolest looking game I've seen in a long time. And I'm not a souls like person, but this one has my attention. Mm, okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of magic interwoven with uh the, the melee combat. It's a uh, it's it's shaping up to be something awesome. But since we're still on the topic of indie games <laughs> What do you yeah, have for us? You're yeah. the only one that's yeah. uh, that <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> uh well I mean we we talked about it briefly just before we started, but I mean Neon Neon Abyss is not the only indie game I play. I play a fucking fistful, um, just because they kind of they feel nostalgic to me, especially the way when when some are like eight bit or sixteen bit, and you get like that old chipset music, um, just like simple platformers and stuff. But uh, Neon Abyss is one I've definitely probably sunk the most time into, um, and it also it's it's also a roguelite. So you guys know roguelites are my jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in any way, shape, or form, except for card games. I don't believe in card games. Card like, games? Uh, like, yeah, like, like, uh, like Hearthstone? Like Hearthstone? 
or Gwent or anything that requires card play as your action, which is odd because I play Magic the Gathering, and I love Magic the Gathering, but I don't like playing digital card games like that. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't yeah. sh- shake my like dream. In the, in the circumstance of an extension of a game, or like... As a mechanic. It... Oh, okay. Yeah, so not my jam. even like if you were to download like Gwent the the free like separate thing where it's literally just playing a card game it's not really your thing no um and i've tried gwent a few times not as the separate game itself but like in the witcher when i was playing mm-hmm. and i just couldn't wrap my head around it and yeah, i know well, it's not a, i know it's not a hard game but I, <laughs> but i just can't play it yeah if, if you if you had that problem with the gwent in game version on witcher 3 then you're gonna have a problem with the standalone one because they changed a lot of the mechanics for the standalone one oh um, really but yeah i i kind of agree i i would love to get into gwent but even in witcher 3 i didn't even touch the stuff it just like it wasn't interesting to me you know i feel that but uh yeah neonipus was uh it was like my my first real dive into indie games because it came out what two years ago year year and a half i'm not even was, sure honestly. i was still situated in the cave yeah. uh, back when it dropped and it dropped on game pass and i'm like what is this and so i booted up and it is a platforming and you guys have played it for the but for those who haven't it is a platforming game uh pretty much akin to like what would you say like metroid yeah I would say yeah, it's, you uh, jump platform the platform and you, and you shoot stuff. It's a roguelite in the ways where you collect upgrades and stuff over the course of your run. And you pretty much just clear out rooms, get loot and kill bosses and progress and be, try to beat the game. Um, and as you traverse further, enemies get a little stronger and they start throwing different types at you and the bosses get more phase like and a little bit more difficult, but you can get some seriously powerful buffs on the way in and out. Um, to the point where you can you can get like an OP run, um, but it doesn't happen right away. And then you also unlock um, there's like a meta a meta progression. So you collect these gems at the end of boss fights and stuff, and you you spend these on game modifiers. Essentially, you can get new characters to run with, or you can change the rules of the game so that uh, somewhere in the dungeon there'll be a guaranteed secret room, or somewhere in the dungeon uh, there'll be barrels that contain health upgrades or shields or grenades or whatever. Uh, and I, th- I I don't even know. I must have sunk at, at least 150 hours, if not more, Ooh, into this wow. game. Like, I fucking... I'm, I'm still one run away from a full clear. It gets hard, man, because, like, you get through the first... What is there, like, seven... Seven major bosses or managers of the, <laughs> of the nightclub, I guess. Um, Something like that, yeah. And then there are two variants because there's Hades and was it Athena? And then I think so. and then there's like two different variants of them as well, where you have to like collect a certain token um, in order to unlock that second fight. And they're stronger, and their attacks do more damage, and they have more health. And then you have to beat them, and then beat like the big big boss, which I think is Prometheus. And it is not an impossible fight, but he's just so much goddamn health and there's so many things flying at you and you're like you can only jump jump and dodge so much um and being a roguelite like you take you take serious damage you'll you'll lose a fat chunk of your health if you get hit by something especially from a boss right mm. but uh neon abyss is i highly recommend it to everyone if it's not too challenging to the point where you're like fuck this uh but there you you got to work on your timing and I'm sure you Definitely. guys, you guys know that. Yeah. Um, it... Wacky weapons, like what is it? There's like 
they're cats. It's like a cat gun, and they shoot fish bones, like old <laughs> old cartoony fish bones. Yeah, there's the yeah. the wizard one that shoots like four different types of ammunition. Oh, the it's a, it's called the the fourth. No, the no, ninth. isn't it like the wizard or something? Is it the wizard where it shoots like a it's bullet, like... a shooting star, yeah. a bouncing something, and then like a laser? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's yeah, honestly yeah. my favorite. I think it's called like the fourth kind or the ninth kind or the ninth dimension or something weird like that. Yeah, it's a cool weapon. I was always partial to one that was like a, it's kind of like a laser, but it could go through walls. And once it hits a target, it latches onto that target and just does consistent damage. But it's based, its damage is based off of your melee. So if you can get um, melee upgrades in your run, which don't happen all that often, um, but you can't find them. You can like dramatically increase the damage of this weapon. But I mean, you could still at the end of your of your your dungeon crawl there, you could still get upgrades and stuff to upgrade the weapon. It's just if you could modify your your melee damage, you'd fucking do stupid damage, stupid stupid damage. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Just I didn't play even like to the point that you got to. I think I was maybe three of the uh, bosses in. Um, and I think that was around the time that Hades came out, so I wasn't really playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody was playing Hades at that point. So right, and that I was going to be my fair reason to hop off of Neon Abyss. Yeah, that was uh, that was going to be my next talking point was Hades, and and to better boost the the thing I said earlier about how these double A indie games are coming out with triple A quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm. I think Hades in its first year, which, by the way, was a PC release that ported to the fucking Nintendo Switch <laughs> first for an entire year. The, the Switch, of all the fucking consoles you're going to drop this game on, why would you put it on Nintendo? Shoutouts to Nintendo, fan of the show. But why would <laughs> you put it on Nintendo? Yeah, I never really understood that either. It definitely, just like the, the subject matter of the game seems very different than what Nintendo would normally keep uh, well, right. under their roster of IPs. But it's a, it's a mature game. And I get that there are a plethora of adults who play the Switch. Um, I mean, we are, we are a bunch of them. I don't own one, yeah. but I mean, I play yours when you guys bring it over. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still it does track. I still I still play, <laughs> uh, but not the not the first place I would you would think to put a game like that. And then we had to wait an entire fucking year. Us uh, us Xbox uh, Xbox Xbox and, <laughs> and PlayStation folk. Yeah, I remember entire, entire year for that. I remember just hearing about Hades this, Hades that for like a right. year or so, and then it finally dropped on Xbox, and I'm like, this is the game everyone's talking about. Wow, finally. And it's fucking incredible. Yeah, I it liked is. it a lot. Like, I still play. I still play Neon Abyss. I'll boot up my Xbox, even though I, I mostly play the the PC nowadays. But And I could play it on PC, but it feels different, and I don't like it. That's fair. I think most uh, roguelikes feel better on a controller. Well, I mean, it's I bet I could movement. just I could just use my controller, but you know me, it takes time to sync it up and get it going. <laughs> it's a whole oh, 10 well. seconds of my life I can't get back. Well, you have <laughs> exactly. you, you have an Xbox Series X controller though, right? Sure do. You, you know, you can just press the button once on those and it switches from PC to Xbox. Well, only if your PC has Bluetooth, which it does. And no, yeah, Ollie, I didn't know that. 
Or it's like a double click or something like that. But they they changed it with the new controllers that you can just what? do that really quickly. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, I, didn't I know. know I didn't. That. I didn't know about that either until I saw a post online about it. Just one of those like neat hidden features. See, Microsoft knocking it out of the fucking park every time. <laughs> this is why I'm an Xbox guy and PC now. This is why I'm a Microsoft guy. Yeah. God, I love Microsoft. Um. Fuck. Okay. Um. Any other games worth talking about? Mm-hmm. Ollie, I know you said you didn't really care for Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, no, that one was um, just a lot going on on screen at once, you know. Yes, it, it can be it can be a bit much. Yeah, like... Uh, and, and like a different a different difficulty curve I find than let's say Neon Abyss. And I guess the the top down bit doesn't help either because it feels strange to I guess to shoot. Yeah, it's just not as fi- satisfying as uh, Neon Abysses. I think it's also the I think you play top down in Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just that camera angle difference, 2D versus isometric just kind of changes the game up a lot for me. Now, do you, are you do you not really care for games in that perspective? That's hard to say. I mean, historically, yes, I apparently don't care for isometric games because every time I try to start a game that's isometric, I never get very far in it. Um Save for you know the the uh, turn-based strategy type games like XCOM, those ones I can do. Um, yeah. Um, but I've tried like I've tried like Wasteland. Like none of these are indies, but um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I guess yeah, isometric view has just never been my cup of tea. See, that's that's funny because I got a buddy who's the same way. He he won't play games like Diablo uh, or even try Hades or anything like that because of that view. Oh, He's I guess just, Hades just can't is, wrap his head around it. Hades is the exception. Oh, yeah. I feel like that one isn't too isn't too bad. Um, yeah, but as a hack and slash, you can kind of get away with that. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more so like the RPG based ones or Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. If it's too fast paced. You got to get the pacing. Yeah, right. that that kind of well, right, and it's that it's that twin stick shooter kind of vibe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't know. Like, I had a friend who was really into this one called Tao Ho, um, which was. Like, I don't know what game it's based off of. I want to say it's kind of like Final Fantasy-esque. Um, but it was it's just one of those games where you're just like flying through space and it's a twin stick shooter and you're just like shooting things all around you. And How do you spell yeah. that? I want to know. I think I've seen um, this game before. T-O-U-H-O-U. I think it is how it's spelled. But um, yeah, games like that are just like, for me, just too much going on on screen. For oh, me to... oh, man, that's a lot. Yeah, for me to for, for me to be good at it at all. I don't know those if it's are, just like those are those real seizure starting games. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, and that's that's like the level I feel that um, Enter the Gungeon kind of got to, and I didn't even get very far. And I don't oh know if it's God. if it's coming with age or just my eyesight is degenerating. But like, yeah, I just <laughs> I can't do games like that. Yeah, I'm just watching like a quick clip of like what is supposedly a boss fight, and oh my god, <laughs> that's a lot. Of, I my ADHD would not allow me to play this game. I wouldn't be able to get anywhere. There's too many colors, <laughs> too many things happening all at once. I think even if I was baked out of my fucking mind, I wouldn't be able to get through this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. just fucking insane. Hell's Holy crap, that is too much. Like, how do you how do you dodge all that stuff? I have no idea, and I don't care to know how to, because I'm I'm oh, I'm kind of one of those I'm kind of one of those guys that would rather take the hit and just like be a fucking tank than to dodge a lot. <laughs> so, right, that kind of oh, gameplay doesn't work well for me. No, this is insane! Holy crap! 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like tournaments and everything to do with that game. I don't know if it's one of those games that's like continually updated or whatnot, but yeah, I like I just I can't get into that kind of game. Well, I mean, I it's I've... like it's very reminiscent of like the old uh, like Raiden and uh, dare I say Galaga. But this is like yeah. Galaga on steroids who've been on steroids like <laughs> <laughs> yeah generations of steroids has led to that <laughs> oh my goodness i yeah. wow that is a lot i would never be able to play a game like this yeah no it's just one of the few genres that i would well maybe this one i wouldn't like to get into but it's just one of the ones that i can't really get into i can't seem to to enjoy those <laughs> what an awesome segue sir <laughs> did you plan that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's okay. It was <laughs> awesome. That was like that was a swift segue. Um, yeah, like games and movie genres that I just can't get into and but want to. Um, yeah, I throw something out there really quick. It's not yeah. necessarily like something that uh, that I couldn't get into. It's just something that I ended up losing interest in altogether by the time it released, and uh, that was Recore. The uh, the game oh. that was made by the Metroid guys for the Xbox exclusive uh, thing with like, oh shit, yeah, is that the robots that have those big orbs in them? Is that the one with the? It's like on a planet with robots and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You're you're playing as this like female character who's accompanied by uh like a couple of different robots that uh you can I think you can switch between to accomplish different like tasks and puzzles or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a yeah. bit of gameplay of it. Didn't it recently come out on <clears throat> on Games Pass or something? Um, I think it, it, well, it was a it was an exclusive title for Xbox. I'm not sure if it was definitely a Games for out. Gold because it's I I remember yeah. I remember picking this up when they dropped it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I don't know. I was super hyped up about it, watching the trailers and everything, and I thought it had a lot of potential. And then by the time it released without even looking into like reviews or anything i just lost interest and the reviews ended up coming out that it wasn't great especially at launch just didn't feel like there was a lot to do but i didn't even get to that point before making my decision on not buying it i just lost interest completely yeah i'm checking out a quick video in the background here i definitely remember this it's very um puzzle based i remember you use the different for lack of a better word robot animals your companions to Mm -hmm. to pretty much help facilitate uh movement yeah i think so yeah i I hate when that happens when you like follow a game so closely and then like you just kind of lose interest in it for one reason or another and you never follow up with it ollie you got one of those yeah i do got one of those it's um i think it's improved since it's come out but it's hunt showdown i don't know if you guys ever oh dude i'm with you on that hell yeah yeah. like that was i think it's crytek that made it so that's what they were doing after fucking crisis and whatever they made hunt showdown and i remember watching e3 and it was like it was so scary you were at night in this swamp all you had was like a six shooter and you were going up against like this banshee when like all of a sudden like other squads of dudes came in and it became like a huge shit show while you were trying to yeah. like, survive and like i thought that was like the coolest fucking intro to the game i don't know what kind of genre that is um, like it's like it's a survival battle royale it's like a player versus environment battle royale yeah 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 kind of like halo warzone was with um uh with halo 5 where like you would have the prometheans in the mix as well oh yeah um 
except this was a lot more like stealth and horror based so um i think it was i think you could do a squad of two people maybe four but i i feel like it was usually two. i think it was yeah i think it was it was just duels yeah and you just kind of like land in this big open world where each kind of structure on the map had like its own little mini boss i guess like I can't like one was a butcher, one was like a banshee. Um, I can't really remember the other ones. I'm sure there were. A there few was a other giant games. spider, and it was creepy as fuck. Yes. Oh, I do oh, remember I was that. Oh, thinking spider. about it now. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like the, the game would give you objectives, and it would be like, okay, go and um, what would the objectives be? I think just go and exterminate this particular boss or whatever. Well, you but had to collect. There... You had to collect clues to get to like the main. Yes, that's main right. Objective. Yeah, you would have to go and investigate like scenes of the crime or something like that and find the clues and then eventually it would lead you to a boss. But then there would be like, let's say 10 squads of people on the map and then three other squads would have like the same a clue as you. Or sometimes the clues would overlap with completely different squads and you would cross paths along the way and then it became like a free-for-all. Like, I, I can't remember what the... Um, what the inclination was towards fighting other players i guess just looting whatever well guns yeah because you had, had to after you killed the main boss you had to purify the body and then it dropped loot and you had to take that loot to an extraction point right yes and i remember um playing the i was it a beta or like early access or whatever for a little bit on steam with a friend um but then like after you've played that game like a few times you really don't feel like you need to buy it at least not then i don't know how much i don't know how much they updated the game but it was like a, it was a really good concept and it actually wasn't a bad execution i just it's still being updated now like it's still it's still yeah fun. i just like i don't know it, it fell off the face of the earth for me i didn't really continue with that game i think part of the issue was that i would need a dedicated like co-op person to always play it with me instead of playing with a random yeah um and I'm just not huge on like uh, co-op multiplayer games because I my schedule is always so erratic that I never have a consistent like friend that's always on that always is in the mood as well to play the same game as me. Um, but yeah, like I really wanted to like that game, and every time there's a sale or something, I'm super tempted to get it. <laughs> but then I'm just like, this game scares the shit out of me. I'd want to play it with somebody. <laughs> at then and i always talk myself out of it yeah it was a really cool concept like i liked the uh the weaponry in it it had that old western there was like six shooters and lever action rifles shotguns but then you could like modify the hell out of them so like your six shooter could become a 26 shooter and it just had like a like a bullet belt <laughs> what the hell? yeah it got, yeah, it was, it, it there... got pretty crazy wasn't there also like a high amount of levels in that game too? Like you could be like level seventy or something in it. I, I can't I'm remember. Not certain. I feel like but it I, went really far with it. Yeah, but like you, I remember following it for a while, thinking this was going to be fucking awesome, and then it launched, and I just didn't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. I was I was talking about this a little bit earlier, but the other game that kind of was like that for me was um, Generation Zero. Um, <laughs> it's like that 1980s. It takes place in Sweden in the 1980s, and um, you just play as like some people that came back from an island trip or something back to the are mainland. Are there are there meatballs? Oh man, I hope. Like <laughs> that's the only reason you'd want to fucking live in a Swedish apocalypse. Meatballs, just, Swedish meatballs just, everywhere. Just the meatballs. That would actually be hilarious as fuck if somebody just like modded that in, so like all the all all the health pickups are just meatballs. 
It's a big giant <laughs> plate of Swedish meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's like a first person shooter. Uh, very open world. I heard that like there are small parts of the map that take you like ten hours to explore alone. Um, oh wow. And- and and what I saw in that guy's gameplay video, he was like, yeah, I've only explored, like, this part of the map, and that took me 10 hours. And I'm like, but wait, there's, like, this whole 80% of the rest of the map that you've never even touched, and, like, that was 10 hours? Holy shit. 10 hours. Yeah. So, and as, now, but how much of that is to him just being a slow bitch? Well, well, that's the thing. The game is really <laughs> slow early on because um, you're really weak. Apparently... Whatever difficulty you kind of start at, the game always starts like three levels above that difficulty, and it's not until you progress enough in the game that you actually you catch get up. the difficulty. Yeah, that you were meant to, and then even <laughs> then, after after a while, the game progressively gets harder because oh, now there's now the robots are making bases all along the map, and um, they're basically like replenishing and stuff, and then. It does have a story where you're kind of trying to figure out where the robots came from, why they're killing you, and you kind of pick that up with clues by exploring like old like military bases and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that seems really interesting. It's kind of like kind of like a hunt showdown style player versus environment, except like you could be walking down the street and suddenly like a gang of these robots find you because I think they I think they do track you. Local, and you can local. like local robot street gang (laughs) yeah like you can you can run into them you end up realizing you either have you either don't have enough ammo you're dying too quickly or you don't have strong enough weapons and you run the hell away and i'm pretty sure they can still track you down like much later on in the game and it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a proto nemesis version like they've had in uh shadow of war and shadow of mordor where um where any any damage you inflict on the robots will still be there, and like they they will still have the scars from the previous battle and whatnot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and um and I think they added some DLC in the game that um are two big story expansions where they introduce a new class of like apocalypse level enemies, as well as um I think there's NPCs that you can like rescue and and trade with and whatnot on different islands and whatever, but. <laughs> Um yeah, it's on sale right now for like twelve bucks and I'm super tempted to get it. I hear it's alright even as a as a single player game, but it's best to be played as like a co-op game. Hmm. But um yeah, I I just remember seeing the E three trailer for it a while ago and I'm like, oh this looks like fucking dope. Well yeah, it was and like then, two two years ago when uh Yeah when it came like out. It, I feel like it was a recent release, like it came out in twenty twenty or something like that. Um uh but it's possible yeah. it, it's the the video that I watched on it, it was from um, like two 2018, years ago. 2019. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I... maybe maybe it was just uh, like a, a review of what was going on at the time. Who knows? Yeah, but like I, anyways, pre-launch. when when I came across it on the on the black pre Black Friday pre Black Friday sales um, that I saw on Xbox, I was like, wait, this game came out and it's twelve dollars right now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, just interesting game that completely flew under my radar yeah no kidding you know i've always wanted to really get into jrpgs or turn-based rpgs in general and i the closest i got uh and completed was the south park games the stick of truth and then the the fractured butthole afterwards Mm -hmm. um (laughs) 
But like, I keep trying to go back and play Final Fantasy, uh, or what was the other big one that came out not too long ago? Octopath Traveler and all these 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 turn based games because they look like a lot of fun. But I just can't, for the life of me, just get invested. Yeah. And I think the only thing that carried it for me with the South Park games is that I'm a diehard South Park fan, so I think its humor and aesthetic um, more or less won me over, and that's why I was able to to get through it. But man, I keep trying with these other games, and like, there's some pretty flashy looking games that just look like a lot of fun, and I, I for the life of me, I can't I can't get invested. Yeah, I can comment a little bit on the Final Fantasy games. I have played a few of them. Um, I haven't beaten all of them, but. The most memorable one for me was the one with Cloud in it. I think that and and Seven. Sephiroth. Sephiroth was the villain. Yeah, that's the Seven. That's one. everybody's favorite. That is the yeah. golden child. Yeah. Fucking I, Final it, Fantasy. Oh man, like I think I played the PSP version of it. I think that's how I played it. But it was like I remember it being such a fun and interesting game and like it was the villain was really compelling like you really wanted to de- to defeat Sephiroth. Um but then later installments of Final Fantasy, I I feel like they got bigger and they tried to build these like these worlds that you spent so much time in and that's kind of where it, it like lost me. I think the last Final Fantasy that I really played was 13 with Lightning. Um I remember that one. And you get to a certain point in the game where you realize if you didn't build your characters a certain way, then you were like stuck with these bosses that you could never beat because you don't have like a healer <laughs> or or a tank or something like that. And for me, it's the strategy part of these games where it just loses me. Um, yeah, but I really yeah, feel I, that with the newer ones too, like the ones that uh, like Final Fantasy fifteen, where you're still controlling a character in. Um, a more like action based rather than turn based, but you still have the responsibility of switching to your other three characters for them to use their abilities and get damage off on things as well. And I just I don't like the way that it interrupts the flow of combat. I think that it makes it feel really clunky, and I don't no. understand why they couldn't just add like like. Uh, have you guys ever played? Um, Oh, what the fuck was it called? It was a, an old Tom Clancy game. It was one of the uh, the Ghost Recons. Um, and it was the first one where uh, you basically had, like, your your team and you could control them. Like, you could tell them to go to these places or you could mark targets for each of the individual team members to pick off um, once, like, you signaled for stuff like that. And I just wish they would include something more like that for their menus in Final Fantasy for the newer games where it doesn't really interrupt the flow, uh, switching between entirely different characters and ability sets, but rather you could select a target, select an ability, and then have your uh, alternate character executed on their own without you needing to control them. I didn't realize that the new Final Fantasy game did that, like where they kind of dropped the turn base and you got to switch between the characters, like physically. Yeah, I, I have a couple holdups with that newer Final Fantasy game, and it's like it, it's beautiful, and I'm sure the combat can be really fun at times, but it's just so so big that it feels empty. That was 15, right? Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, yep. uh, I think they did the. They gave the same treatment to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Especially like splitting it into two different parts. That seems like a weird decision to me. I feel like they've been doing that since 
Final Fantasy 12 or 13. Like Final Fantasy 13 had three expansions on top of the base game, I think. Like Yeah, didn't like, uh, had 14 to... had that as well and then they had another massive expansion that was an entire separate game but it was dedicated to only online or something like that, right? Yeah. Be... Isn't that Final an MMO? 14, it's an MMO. Yeah. 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 It's apparently mm. one of the top MMOs in the world right now. I've heard it's pretty good, but I probably won't give it a chance, honestly. I feel like there are a <laughs> yeah. lot of MMOs these days. MMOs is an like just as a side note, MMOs are just one of the genres like I would love to get into an MMO, but I just don't like I can't get into it. I tried like the Skyrim <laughs> or not Skyrim, the ESO. Um, Elder yeah, Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls Online. Couldn't mm-hmm. get into it. I tried like Fallout seventy six is basically a Fallout MMO. Couldn't get into it. Yeah, just it's, it's hard. Like you you expect one thing and you get another, and you can't always adapt. Like that's the problem I had with Elder Scrolls Online is it was kind of marketed sort of like a like a Skyrim but with friends mm-hmm. at yeah. first. Um, because like, you know you can you can play it in first person or you can play it in third person, and that's kind of what I was hoping for. I was kind of hoping for something I can hop into with my friends along those lines, and then when it it plays more like a like an MMO, more like a World of Warcraft than it does a than it does Skyrim, and I think that's what took it away from me because I I wanted Skyrim with friends, not a World of Warcraft clone. Yeah, I completely agree with you uh, in terms of that game. I really, especially like with the cool ass trailers that they were dropping all the time where it would show really intense like battles for what I can only imagine was some form of story quest in the game where it would yeah. follow like those three main characters uh, and they all looked really fucking dope. And then you get into the game and it's just janky. You're just like jumping around. <laughs> <and it's> like, <laughs> so fucking weird. I remember getting stuck in this little like swamp like marshlands for actually i think that's the last time i played the game i just ended up quitting because i don't remember what was happening but my quest markers kept directing me to go into these houses and talk to people but everybody was either dead or like run out of the town by some like an enemy force that had already come by so my objective marker was just stuck and i couldn't complete it (laughs) fuck yeah i uh i experienced some some of that quest bugging when i played where it would the market would bring me to one place and then there is nothing there and then it would shoot all the way to the other side of the map and then by the time I got there it would shoot all the way back to where I just was. Yep. Yeah. It was uh it was frustrating. But I mean it's yeah. apparently it's it's a big MMO right now. People are still playing. They keep releasing content for it. Yeah, they're huge. Like But oh. I can't like you guys, I can't get I can't get into MMOs. I had my my time with World of Warcraft way back in my youth and yeah. um I think yeah, that was I, that was enough. Yeah, I, I remember playing World of Warcraft. That actually captivated captivated me for quite a while when I was when I was young. It was um, a lot of fun, and I, you know, you start meeting people and you build relationships and friendships online, and you go run dungeons all fucking day. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh man, and like RuneScape, that was the one I was hugely into. Oh yeah, that's one I never got into, and I hear so oh, many people I tell missed, me about their RuneScape experiences. I miss my RuneScape days. Like that was honestly like fun shit. <laughs> I never played RuneScape either. My experience with WoW is actually limited to this year. I tried it for the first time, and I didn't buy uh, like the extensions or anything, so I could only no. Get to you, level you just you get the twenty like, level twenty. That's what I did. Uh, you play the level twenty. Uh, it's not a trial, but like it's open. Yeah. 
open to do whatever you want, but you were limited. Mm-hmm. You play through like the six or whatever different stories you could just kind of like do random quests and i thought it was awesome i could definitely see myself getting into it but i'm not even going to try if i don't have a group of people to play with yeah and and honestly with the state of world of warcraft right now there's a lot yeah. of boycotting going on like they're not <laughs> doing they're not doing the the player base any justice apparently like a lot well, of people the, have done mass exoduses i think the like state all... of of activision blizzard right now is in fucking shambles so holy yeah. shit yeah i saw that um both sony and microsoft heads like commented on on their latest um apology letter to the fans or whatever and they were basically being like yeah i don't think that apology is sufficient <laughs> like, well uh jim ryan the head of playstation um on the north american side uh, pulled call of duty vanguard off the front page they didn't pull the oh, game really? entirely but they pulled it off the front page of their of their whatever their marketplace is yeah like battled on that uh no, no that that's a that's a Blizzard client. I mean the actual PlayStation Store removed oh, Vanguard I from like from the oh, front okay. page. You can still get it. You can still buy it. You just it, you have to go looking for it. They just they took it off the front page. Just as a, as a quick as a quick statement, like get your shit together. Like there are consequences. I feel like it's that, and also that I feel when it launched, it was in a very unplayable state for a lot of people. Well, I mean, um, it's not. It's not really about the game. It's more about what's happening at at Activision Blizzard right now with Bobby Kotick yeah. and and all of the shenanigans of uh, sexual assault allegations and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, and the fact that Activision is like trying to protect him, which is a a, a huge fucking really problem. Shitty. Yeah. Um. I honestly, I don't know what this means for Blizzard games in the future. Because there's still some big releases that need to be coming out, but uh, if they can't get their shit together, they might fall apart. Yeah, who I'm kind knows? Of Maybe they're banking on Overwatch too. Well, then Overwatch two, uh, the the next installment of Diablo plus future mm-hmm. um, Call of Duty titles, and and the state of Call of Duty as it is right now as well, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't if, know too much about Vanguard, but definitely not something that's caught my interest to any degree. I can't imagine I'm alone in that statement either, but I do no. also know that there are a decent amount of people that are playing it, and a lot of people are enjoying it a lot more than Cold War, which, I mean, that I, I honestly, th- that could could have been <clears throat> expected. You really, you, you'd be hard-pressed to make a game worse than Cold War. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> Cold War wasn't exactly a, a favorite among people. It wasn't it was great, like, but it wasn't terrible. Wasn't that the one, though? Was was Cold War was the one where they brought Frank Woods back or whatever, right? In the campaign. Honestly, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. uh, I can't recall. Because it was, it was, it took place in the Black Ops universe or something, and uh, they had a character in like the in the eighties. Yeah, 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 and I I think there was a character that died in like Black Ops Two or something that they brought back in Cold War. Anyways um maybe yeah we kind of got a little off topic there <laughs> yeah I, f- I feel like we were we were back alex you were talking about final fantasy and octopath traveler oh yeah i was just in in general like the whole jrpg thing like i i try so hard to get into it and i just can't like uh the story's yeah. not captivating or the combat's not yeah well like to, be. to be fair i feel like jrpgs are just like built differently and like it requires a lot of investment to get into them it does and thing is is final fantasy is a huge it's a huge thing it's a big deal in the gaming space yeah Uh, and i and 
really want to experience it, but I can't. I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, and and, and that and that's honestly like a little bit sad because Final Fantasy is like I love their world building. Like when I played Final Fantasy 13, I was like, whoa, like um they always make such interesting worlds. Um like it they'll mix like modern era stuff with like mi- medieval age stuff and uh, I don't know, like I, I I really appreciate that kind of blend of of world that they build. Um but yeah, it's just to me it's just really hard to get into those games nowadays i completely yeah. agree like i i like the the look of everything and going back to what we were talking about with final fantasy 15 just how beautiful that game is and all of the main locations look so cool and it feels like they're really dense but there's so much open space in between them that's just it's just road it's literally just used to travel from point a to point b hmm and you get that's like the a part that car in that one, right? Yeah, but the car is like it's like a fast travel mechanic, basically. But it's not oh. very fast, I guess. Like you can you can skip uh, two places by getting in the car, um, or you can just sit there until you eventually arrive at your destination. In which case, you're literally just watching stuff go by as your uh whoever the driver is takes you to the marked location on the map and it's just a lengthy process and especially for the uh like entire tutorial like intro sequence to it you can't really do any skipping so you have to just sit it out and wait on these rides that i think one of them was like 20 minutes to get to the opposite side of the map to go and hunt something but it was still in the intro sequence so you weren't able to do like fast travels and it sort of locked you into the quest line so you yeah. couldn't go and do like world exploration in the meantime yeah 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 i remember mm-hmm. that huh yeah it, it, they're just like a couple of those things that get me and i find that this more and more common in a lot of games of that sort as well like even cyberpunk it has a, a really dense world but when you get down to it um all the gigs and like side missions and everything that you get access to by just moving around the map they're all the same it's just different context yeah have you guys ever you guys ever play any of the monster hunter games (laughs) no yeah yeah i tried getting into what was the new one monster hunter world i think so yeah like i i I saw a friend of a friend play it once at a at a gathering and i was like oh that that actually looks dope that like well it looks cool right yeah but so you actually start playing it and then you're like oh yeah i know it's it's satisfying it's satisfying to watch but to play it is just like the mechanics are super like not clunky but they're weird for me well and they're kind of clunky and you're doing like the same three combos over and over and over and over and over and over for like 15 minutes to kill this whatever giant lizard thing so you can harvest it and make better gear out of it to go out and go (laughs) do that again for something even larger yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that that pretty much sums up the game entirely. Like I didn't I didn't want to I didn't feel like getting very far into it because uh yeah, it's Yeah. I think not I, that exciting in a game. I played a game that was like Monster Hunter that came out not long ago. Oh, what was it called? It's also on Xbox and it's also free to play. Um it's got a weird name, but it's the same premise. It's it's practically a a western version of Monster Hunter. Is that that like uh oh what is it called? Something weird like Monster Quest or something? I think no. I saw it on the front page of the Games Pass. Um it's got a weird name. Hold on. 
Wait, wait a minute. RuneScape is on the Game Pass? Is on it? PC? Uh, looks like it. I mean, I just had... Oh, there it is. It's not Dauntless. Oh, Dauntless. It was, called, it was called Dauntless, yeah. And it was, uh, it was practically... It was basically a westernized Monster Hunter. Yeah, I only got past the tutorial in that game, and then I just didn't have a desire to pick it up again. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... <sighs> I just I feel like those games just lack something. I don't know what it is, but there's just something that feels like it's missing that would make it enjoyable for me. Well, I think it's maybe it's not so much what the game is missing, it's maybe what we're missing. And that's the the drive for the grind. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Like, don't get me wrong, we're destiny players and we know <laughs> we know about the grind. We know how real the grind is. Honestly. But Monster Hunter grind is a lot different. And I think it's a lot more time consuming and you got to put a lot more effort into it. Yeah. We as humans don't always have the patience to put into games like that. Yeah. It was also a game that I bought like literally two days before it went on games pass or not two days, but like a month before it went on games pass. Dude, I've had that happen so many times. (laughs) I know games pass is like a blessing and a curse because of that. Like, well, and the thing is, it's like, I think I was getting a deal because I got it on sale for like 15, 20 bucks. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then yeah. literally <laughs> the next day it drops on Game Pass. And I'm like, what? You yeah. gotta be shitting me. Like, I could have well, saved 20 bucks here. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> well that <laughs> also just happened to you, Ollie, with uh, Black Widow as well, where you went to the theater to see it and then it was on Disney Plus like the next day. No, I didn't actually go to theater to see it, thank God, because yeah, it came out oh, the next okay. day. Um, But... Oh, that did happen to me with Free Guy, though, because that came on Amazon Prime like a week later, and I was like, oh, well, wow. I don't know if they weren't expecting that movie to do good at all, or if it it was always planned to come out on Amazon Prime, but like, I felt really cheated by that. On Disney Plus as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. It was so soon, like, it had only been in theaters for maybe a month. I don't think even that long before it hit the streaming services. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. A couple months, maybe. Yeah, and like right now with like all these Black Friday sales, like I might, I think I might pick up that Generation Zero game. But aside from that, I, I don't think I'm going to pick anything up because at least now that I have a PlayStation, um, I'm just expecting to get those monthly like PS Now games and whatnot. And I don't want to buy any PlayStation exclusive because I don't have any of them. And but, I'm just going to wait till they get them. Be, free. It could be one of them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I heard that um, Ghost of Tsushima is like the only one that hasn't come out yet on that monthly PS Now, and so. But is it not part of their um, whatever their version of Game Pass is? No, that and uh, Spider Man isn't. Lame. But... I can't say I'm surprised about Spider Man. I'm sure they make enough money off of that as a standalone that they're probably yeah, going to keep exactly. it out until the next one comes. Uh, Sounds about right. Next sounds like those greedy playstation whores yeah i mean like base games already are like ten dollars more expensive on playstation than they are on xbox oh damn yeah so xbox is definitely my main console playstation no only gonna bueno. use exclusives. Damn, they're grubby little goblin fucking hands and everything yeah <laughs> Jeez. I don't hate PlayStation, but fuck me. Some of their decisions <laughs> just... <laughs> Honestly. Like, we got Microsoft on one side going, don't worry, you can buy this game for this generation, and then when it comes out on the next generation platform, you can just have it. We'll, it we'll, it's called smart delivery. We'll give it to you. It's not a problem. And PlayStation's like, yeah, 
you can get this generation, and then because you like that game so much and you're a loyal Sony pony dog, you're going to buy it again for the next generation. <laughs> yep. the, the other thing, too, that I... <laughs> That I heard PlayStation does differently about it's it's so uh, games for gold. You get those games whether you're subscribed or not. Like once you download them and get them, like they're yours, right? They are yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the same case on PlayStation. Those like monthly drop games that they have, you can only play them if you're if you have an ap- active subscription. But like they're yours oh. otherwise. Yeah, I know. And you it's still like have super... to play. You still have to pay for PlayStation Plus, though, don't you? Um, that's only for multiplayer. PlayStation Plus is for multiplayer games. PlayStation Now is like the Games Pass. Oh damn! But PlayStation Plus yeah, for multiplayer, we don't even have to do that anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah, honestly. it's it's two it's two different like sixty five dollars subscriptions. Oh, it, it's jeez, like, yeah, PS Plus for multiplayer, and it has a few selection of games, and then PS Now for the actual Games Pass stuff. Yeah, it, it's, expensive. it's expensive to be a PlayStation gamer. And that's why they suck, and that's why they're all ponies. Yeah. <laughs> all in the same pony show. God damn. <laughs> that's messed up. Oh, man, that's messed up. I know, yes. I didn't realize it was that bad, so... um I'm I'm giving PlayStation now a try, but I probably won't ever do PS Plus and uh yeah. That's crazy cuz I think Microsoft put ended the whole subscription thing for for multiplayer like last year, something like that. It's been a well, while. Yeah, you can isn't like, it, any game isn't that's it, multiplayer you can play online for free. You don't have to pay for that service. No, mm-hmm. isn't that only for Games Pass? Any game that's multiplayer on Games Pass? No, that's any game that's multiplayer. Really? You can play for free. If you own the game and it has multiplayer, you don't have to have a subscription to anything to play online with other people. Oh, I guess that makes sense. That's probably why, because I didn't I didn't have Games Pass uh, when I was playing Halo Infinite's uh, no, not the beta, but yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Don't need it. Good to know. Yeah, Speaking of things, things you don't need, for me anyway, and I'm going to segue back into <laughs> the topic at hand. Since uh, it's not just limited to games, movies, horror movies, for the life of me, fan. not a fan. I can't, I, I think I used to like like the old classic ones when I was a kid, like the old Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, because like, it wasn't scary, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's fair. But horror movies now, I find, it's all shock and awe and, and shock horror and blood and gore. And don't get me wrong. I like blood and gore, but in the right context. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that there were a couple of gems that came out maybe like mid-2010s, but then the genre just sort of got overflowed with the success of those couple of projects. Like stuff like the Blair Witch Project, where it was just sort of like a standalone thing. It was made by a group of like college kids or something, and it just took off with, uh, I guess the fame that it made from the theaters and the fact that it was such a low budget thing that was so well produced. And then everything followed suit. You got the, the POV like camera angles from like paranormal activity and stuff like that. that, that, Yeah. That mockumentary style. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of them did it pretty well. And I would say like the first two paranormal activities are pretty decent, but from like that point onwards i think the the genre has started to to really fall off in recent years yeah, yeah isn't there... activities... go ahead ollie there's there's a new paranormal activity coming out too i don't know if you that guys saw is. that trailer 
I just, just took it. You just took it right out of me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, go, go on then. No, no I, I didn't just have anything say, else to say but that. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like paranormal activity for like as many as there's been, and as they've steadily gone down downhill, there's going to be another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's basically the Call of Duty of of horror movies. It's just <laughs> it, there's always one. Um, right. And I don't know how but, I feel about it. Like the first two were. I agree with Ryan. They were great. I went to go see the first one in theaters, and fuck me, it scared the shit out of me. Like it was, it was a good watch. Um, but it was more. I don't find that wasn't a horror. That was more thriller than anything else. Supernatural thriller. Um, yeah, because it really like it put the entirety of the focus on the suspense. So it was. It definitely felt like more of a thriller, as you were just on the edge of your seat waiting for something to happen. Wait, yeah. In all of the silences, like how quiet it would get, and then just. Boom! Fucking shock scare, and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like, what the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say that the only movie that I think has done horror uh, well in the last couple of years is probably Sinister. Is that one I would say is a legitimate horror movie and is, actually pretty scary? Is that but the Ethan Hawke one? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was what gonna say is that Sinister. Okay. So. so it's, it's a fucking good movie. I really yeah. like it. I think the story The sequel, is cool, not so the, much. Yeah, don't even bother with the second one. The first one is pretty good, though. Uh, it basically follows this, like, author who's, uh, he's, like, a real crime writer, and he got famous because one of his, uh, like, his first uh, breakout um, novel series was him solving a cold case from, like, a mass murder years and years back uh, that the police just like put to the side because they couldn't solve it, but he right. solved it in his book. So he became famous from doing that. And he's moving into this house with his family where um, it was attached to like a string of murders and it's like his investigation into it and just like the fucked up things that he finds. And it's, it's quite good. Oh man. It was actually, I think it was rated uh, this year. It was given the uh, the rating of like the scariest movie of all time based on like heart rate monitors and uh, like reactions that they had by just putting a whole bunch of people in like a room and making them watch it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's because it has those, he finds like the VHS tapes of the old murders and it just, oh, like those are so chilling. Just the way they're yeah. shot and like the ambience that's that's associated with it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I can that, see why it got that. But that's um, why I say that it doesn't feel as much like a thriller as like the paranormal activity movies do, because yeah. like, like, sure, that is suspenseful. But, you know, it's not just leading you into a random fucking jump scare. You know that it's there to unsettle you and just make you uncomfortable and like watching this. Yeah. Well, have you? Okay. I'm like, unlike you guys, I'm actually a pretty big like horror movie and TV series like fan. Like I do, I do go out of my way to watch anything that's like horror related because that that genre is so spread thin that there's not a lot of good stuff. So you really gotta like rifle through the fucking um, garbage <laughs> yeah to, yeah, to find absolutely. the hidden gem um but a, a few horror movie recommendations uh, have you guys seen uh get out i that's haven't the, but i've heard it's really I good have not was that that was the uh that's the jordan peele yes uh, movie. yeah um i felt that one was was quite good i didn't i wasn't really impressed with us that was his other horror movie that he did I, I remember seeing the trailers for that, yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel it was quite as good, but still, was you know... Was that the one it, with the fourth personality guy that then, like, led them into Mr. Glass or whatever with the superheroes? Oh, no, that's, or that's Split. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's M Night Shyamalan, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. But uh, then there's also on Netflix. There's a movie called The Ritual. Something along the lines of that. It's um it's a movie about a few guys uh, whose friend died. So they go to honor his last wishes of like bringing of like going on this hike that they were all supposed to do when he was alive in Norway. I think it was. Oh, yeah. And and it's just as they traverse through this um these woods, there's kind of like a an entity following them and everything like that. I felt like that was a, that's a pretty good horror movie. Um, and then, Oh, what was it? It just escaped my mind. There was a few other good ones I wanted to, to mention. Fuck. But I don't know if you guys heard of that, um, subscription, uh, uh, site that's called shutter. I'm oh, seeing I know. Ads. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I'm seeing ads for, for it. Yeah. I'm seeing ads for it everywhere. And I remember, like yeah like like you said it's been around for a couple of years a few years back i remember looking into it i think i did a trial and there just wasn't that much in it but like it's really blown up lately like they've had um like a huge number of like a-list celebrities showing up in quite a few of them recently um like i think i think john cho was in one of them um nice but yeah i i might look into that just because that's like how i get my my horror movie fix um oh yeah the other movies i wanted to 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 bring up was i don't know if you guys have seen hereditary or uh what was the other one that came out uh midsummer and then i think no but i've heard a lot about midsummer i think now there's a third one that came out is it like antlers or something like that no i can't remember um i think i've actually seen trailer for that too sounds familiar but those those movies are really fucking like 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 Ryan, you brought up like how unsettling and uncomfortable you felt watching um, Sinister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hereditary will definitely do that to you. Um, the the kind of these movies kind of like focus on a is it a pagan god? So every movie is a different pagan god that they kind of focus on. Are they um, all part of the of the same series? They're not true sequels in that they're directly connected to each other, but in essence, the um the movie is it follows um yeah like a pagan god kind of. Ritual. Are they all from the same director then? I believe same director or yeah. producer or something like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Hereditary is is really good. I think that has has that kid from um Jumanji in it. Um, the one that's the son of Danny DeVito. Oh, and he w- he also played the the Tsarnev brother in that Boston bombing movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg. But like he's he's a pretty good actor for a kid. Um, but yeah, like you guys should really, if you guys really want good horror movies, like start watching these more unsettling types of horror movies. It's an um, it's an Ari Aster film. Ari Aster, okay, yeah, like. Just just the way some of the scenes play out, like there's just like uncomfortable like ambience with it. There's a lot of symbolism as well that you can pick up throughout the film. Um, yeah, Hereditary is really good because um, like the the buildup of of the movie is is basically that this this guy has a younger sister that's like really ugly looking, and there's a grandma that always wanted a son instead of that younger sister and she's like always abused and whatnot she and dies in a car accident yeah and then the somebody way was she telling dies, me about this movie yeah the way she dies is really unsettling and like um 
yeah like just as as you go through the movie you start putting these pieces together of like oh why why she was abused why the grandma wanted um a son instead of a daughter and like yeah like everything just kind of like fits together and by the end of the movie you're just like holy fuck that just happened okay (laughs) but yeah yeah like like I could tell you guys the the plots and what ends up happening in the movie if you want, but I I really recommend if you ever do want to see a horror movie, those are the movies to watch because you will you be know, horrified. I'm pretty sure that I've seen Hereditary. I just I the only thing that I can remember from it is something that happens right near the end, and I don't really I just like for the sake of spoilers, I don't know if I want to ask if I'm thinking of the same movie or not. Fair enough. Yeah, that's all right. But you know, um, you and. Uh... You and Sean Fear Innes, actual fan of the show, um, would get along really well because he's a big horror guy. And he actually, his second second project, second podcast, is called Horror in the Pit. Oh, okay. um, and it was, um, it's a podcast about horror movies and metal, metal music. Oh, fuck. Two things I love. Two things you do <laughs> love. Um, I will recommend it to you. I haven't, uh, I've only listened to one or two episodes, uh, but it, it goes way back. There's only a handful of them. And it was a side project that he had started, but um, then didn't, uh, it's been a while since his last post. I think it's been a couple of months. Um, but they definitely like to talk about horror movies. And, and of course, they'll feature like a metal song and they'll talk about that for a bit. Um, but it's, uh, it's a, a good show. And uh, I think that you probably like it because there's, uh, Sean's a huge horror guy. Like he, Halloween is his jam. Horror is has always been his his thing. He's written countless short stories that are horror like, and like it's pretty fucking awesome. He's uh, two of you would jive really really well. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. I I once took shrooms and basically wrote my own horror movie. <laughs> like I I loved it that much. Oh damn. But yeah. Man. Like like oh, I, where's, I. Where's that script there, uh, Alec? <laughs> <laughs> And why um, haven't we read it? And why haven't we started making a movie? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe I could share it with you guys in the future. Uh, I definitely wrote it. I definitely wrote bits and pieces of it down. Um, uh-huh. No, I did. But um, <laughs> yeah, like, have you guys also seen like Conjuring or any of those uh, Patrick Wilson horror movies? No. Well, I've seen. Um... Oh, damn. What was the one? With him yes. kid. Insidious. Insidious, yeah. I've seen the first one. I know I've seen the second one, but it's kind of hazy. And everything after that, I don't think I've seen. Well, the only... As far one... as those kind of movies go, like, those were all right. I didn't mind them. Yeah, I think the first two Insidious movies were all right. And then the, the last two were pretty, you know, trash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. I liked the first Conjuring as well, but I haven't seen any of the like two or three newer Annabelle movies. I was gonna say that's, that's all connected, movies. isn't it? Yeah, there's so. there's a whole there's a whole universe. So um, there's the Nun as well. I personally haven't seen that one, but I've seen oh, all the other ones. I've seen that one. Um, it's not very good. Yeah, the, <laughs> that, that's what I'm hearing. I think the only good ones in that universe are the ones that have Patrick Wilson in it. Um, I think well, the last a fucking legend. He's a good, he's yeah, a good he, actor. Yeah, because he was he was in the last Annabelle movie, and that movie actually ended up being good. Um, but yeah, there's the two Conjuring movies that are really good. Um, there's that third Annabelle movie that's good. Then I think there's La Llorona, 
which is like a Mexican oh, folktale yeah. one that I didn't realize was in that universe. That one was boring as fuck. I could not finish that movie. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's on Netflix. And there's, All I think right, you guys like, keep going. Give me two seconds. I think yep. there's like two or three other ones that, that came out, but there's think supposed so. to be... they were more like spinoffs of the insidious series or something. Uh, but like they weren't insidious movies. Like weren't they something attached to like the, uh, the fucking Darth Maul demon from the first one. And oh, then... I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, but well, the third insidious was the one that was about the, uh, like the, the nun kind of person that was actually a guy, but was like abused and whatever and dressed as a, a woman all the time. Right. Um, yeah, that was I'm pretty I sure that was which the... one that was, but that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember that one was meh. Like it wasn't as good as the other ones, but it wasn't as bad as some of them are. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was a third conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, that came out really recently, and I I somehow didn't go and see that movie. But I think hmm. there's another there's another one planned, and I can't remember, but I, I actually kinda like the universe. Um let me just movie yeah. Cutters, there we go. Oh, it's actually got its own Wikipedia article. That's great. Uh, so let's see. The Crooked Man. That's the one. They're going to make one off the Crooked Man from the second yes. Conjuring movie. Like oh, I said, really? like I said earlier, I'm not a big horror guy, and it's something I wish I could yeah, get into. Things you can but get people into. keep suggesting, yeah, people Conjuring Annabelle, um, giant universe. Well, it's definitely very thriller. Yeah, um, but I do think it's it's very hit or miss. Like I said, I think the only ones worth watching are the ones that have Patrick Wilson showing up in a significant amount. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, I agree with that. They're making quite a few more. Um, yeah, I. But I mean, I, I feel I like, like to some movies. extent, though, like the allure to that universe is partially based on like how much you enjoy the first couple of them. Like for me, when I watched the first Conjuring movie, because I'm pretty sure or Insidious was the first ones to come out, but um, I really enjoyed the first Insidious, and I thought it was a really cool premise. But they left a lot um, unfinished. So I had a desire to watch the second movie just to see like how everything kind of came together. And a lot of that extended into what is now becoming their extended universe in uh, this Conjuring uh, set of films, just because they're now explaining like backstories to all these characters and everything and what happened to them to get them to that point. And I think that that's interesting. So I would be willing to give most of those movies a solid try but that's only because i'm again interested in that backstory if it's not something that you can get into then i would say just stick with like the ones at the highest ratings gotcha oh wow it looks like patrick wilson is actually going to film or well, direct an insidious movie and in, for that releases in 2022 and oh, damn. The, the the thing that all these other good horror movies that have Patrick Wilson in common is is that it's either had James Wan as a director or writing the story. Yeah. So hmm. I think those are two names that'll definitely sell a horror movie for me. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, like Patrick ever Wilson since, is like, just a great actor. Sorry, go on. He is. I, ever since the first Insidious, James Wan has been considered like the master of suspense. So it, just having his name attached to projects, whether they're horror or not, has just been. Say. Like, Let's not leave out Aquaman. Aquaman was a fucking yeah. masterpiece in the DC universe. Yeah. Everything that's like, well, not everything, but most of the things that he's <laughs> worked on in the last couple of years since blowing up for horror films have turned out quite well. Hell yeah. 
So definitely yeah, a name that I'm I'm willing to to spend the money in a theater to go and see a project from. Oh, Malignant is the other one that just came out in theaters like this year, I think. I remember. And, yeah. And what's that? It's a James Wan directed horror movie that is in the same universe as um, The Conjuring and whatnot. Oh, damn. Yeah, there's like a lot. There's now like mm. eight films or something in that universe. And like, oh, yeah, there's going to be quite a few more. Um, <laughs> Do you think they're going to have an Infinity War slash Endgame moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One big culminating... I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like, they could totally do that because if you've seen it, a Conjuring movie, every movie that they've had in that universe, there is an object, like a haunted object, that they keep in their house in the same room, and like huh. that's kind of been the premise for a lot of these movies because this is based on a on a real couple that existed in the nineteen. Well, I, they existed for longer, but their whole career was like the nineteen seventies through nineteen nineties, mm-hmm. and it kind of just follows all the all the stuff um, that they were involved in. Like I real think you life can actually that go, the news. Uh, you can go to the house that the Conjuring films were based on, and like do tours and stuff like that. It's well, considered the one first of the most Conjuring places in, in in the states. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the first Conjuring is is the Amityville Horror or something like that. Um, and there's been quite a few movies Hold made on. On, on those events. You're telling me the Amityville Horror is in the universe of the Conjuring? Yeah, that was the very first movie. Damn, that's some deep. Hmm. Ca- that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that that was all connected. That's now you have me interested. Yeah. Oh, and this guy's even produced the new Mortal Kombat movie, Spiral, which I've yet to see. Um, I, and the new I Know What You Did Last Summer series. Oh, damn! I might have to start watching this stuff. I don't and know. Was, you'll, you'll, a... You've lost me on that one. I don't think that that yeah. needed a sequel or a series. What the I know what you did last summer. You know it had like four <laughs> movies, right? Well, it had one that was great. Yeah, uh, which was which was uh, what's her face? Um, Brandy. The, no, the actress's name that was really famous was she the one in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller. No, maybe yeah. not her. Was was that I know what you did last summer? No. Yeah, totally. Since it was I'm the... here on IMDb. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then it is her. Uh, but yeah, I feel like there were like four oh, right what you did so last it was, summer movies. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt and Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's what it Sarah is. Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. And then I think the second one starred Brandy. And it, they were on like an island resort or something. I don't know. Yeah, the second There's one. There's quite a few th- people in this. Holy shit. Freddie Prince Jr. Johnny Galecki? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. He died in the. He was the very first one to die in the first movie. He um, would be. Yeah. He had like five minutes of screen time, and then it was like, "Oh, you're gonna get a fishmonger hook to the face." Um, but yeah, well, I mean, the second movie, yeah, I back then he was he wasn't he wasn't really that big back then. It was 1997. He was still rolling in Roseanne money. Yeah, I think that was like ten oh, years before. And Ryan Philippe was in this too. Holy crap! I don't remember too too much of this. I just remember it being one of those dumb horror movies that was coming out at the time, like this and like what was Dracula 2000 and. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> what was uh what were the what were the ones with uh there's like 10 of them now and it was like people who like escape their fate to die and then death follows them oh, final destination final destination oh <laughs> yeah. my god those yeah. fucking movies jesus those yeah I, I i watched those when i was quite young and same with the saw movies and like yeah saw yeah you want to talk about 
I mean, Saw, Saw, Saw eventually just became... I mean, it was already that, but to me, it was just, like, gore and, like, oh, do you want to see people get tortured? And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. not... It was torture porn. Element. That's all yeah, it that, was. Yeah, that's all mm-hmm. it was, which which is why I'm hesitant to watch Spiral, because that's the new reboot Saw, but it's, uh, it's a new killer that... That's the one I with think, Chris Rock. Yeah, with Chris Rock, yeah. 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 Is, I think that went, like, completely under killer? the radar. No, he's the he's a he's just a cop because I think the the first Saw movie had <laughs> no, like it's actually a comedy. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, okay. Well, that's the thing you see a lot of is is com- comedians showing up in horror movies and like or, not that you guys have seen a lot writing of them movies. or writing them. Yeah, like Jordan Jordan Peele. Peele being being the prime example. Like yeah, and you know he said a quote that kind of stuck with me. Um, and Jordan Peele was like. Yeah, so I don't know if people really understand the similarities between horror and comedy. They actually toe the line, and they're very closely related together. Because um, it's all about timing. It's all about, um, yeah, like it, it's a timing. It's all timing, about how, how you, yeah, how you deliver the line and everything. And so he he said that it's a very easy. It's very easy for a comedian to go to the horror side of things. Um, and I kind of see that now that a bunch of comedians are are showing up in horror movies every now and then. See, I always thought it was more so that uh, horror movies were just a lot easier um, to, to budget. Like, they don't cost very much. Uh, to, <laughs> so I always, yeah, so, I mean... Like, this is how they're trying to get their start into, like, bigger acting uh, careers or directing careers. But they need to kind of do, like, what Adam Sandler did, where he just put out a bunch of garbage movies that cost absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> just fuck off of them so then he eventually made uh uncut gems which was like his his masterpiece i guess but the actual film he wanted to make using the money that he made off of all the other garbage that he was putting out just for the sake of doing it I yeah but i mean uncut gems this is a good movie uh, i've heard really good things i haven't seen it either though <laughs> i i tried to watch it i got like 10 minutes in and his character is just way too over the top like i don't know i oh, yeah it's not very different from what he plays in like Billy Madison or whatever it is. <laughs> like, like he he his character is yeah. I I don't know. I I couldn't watch it. I might give it another try, but I think it's like a three hour movie, and I just didn't know if I had the heart to sit through that after ten minutes of it. Well, you know, Adam um, Sandler is no easy watch. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I Click. Agree. Have you seen Click? Everybody's seen Click. Yeah, because like that. Was, and not for Adam was... Sandler. It was more for uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah christopher walken um but i remember being really like baited by that movie because you go into it thinking it's like a comedy and then it becomes this like really fucking sad like drama movie and right like yeah so every now and then adam sandler tries to get his dramas in but have you have you not seen what was that movie with robin williams jack i have not um where he played no he was a kid who had a rare disease that severely aged him and it started off as a funny movie and then gets real fucking sad. And same with, uh, the one where he was, uh, Oh, patch Adams. You've seen, have you seen patch Adams? I have not. Oh man. Go do some homework after (laughs) you do your actual homework. Um, patch Adams is a fucking one, a masterpiece of a film Two, a fucking dark, sad movie come come the end of it like it is it's it was marketed as this 
lighthearted comedy. And for a good chunk of the film, it is definitely like that. Um, but it definitely touches on some deep subjects and it gets dark, like real fucking dark. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I could totally see Robin Williams being, being in that. Like, I mean, he was in quite a few, like really serious, like, like, um, what was that movie about? Was it a suicide or something? It was, um, dead crow society something along oh dead poet society dead poet dead yeah, poet, dead poet society. society yeah the movie's classic yeah i've seen that in high yeah. school i don't wasn't know how that... many times yeah same here <laughs> like w- yeah wasn't wasn't that like a really gloomy story that starred robin williams um, come come the end of it yeah yeah but again again it was like those movies that he was doing it started off as a light-hearted kind of comedy and then all of a sudden just turns dark real quick yeah, because it's it that's like the dichotomy of like horror and comedy is like it's so easy to go from one to the other because it, it's all about how you make people feel like the emotion that you convey with your delivery. Mm, excellent bridge. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, honestly, uh, you should you should watch Patch Adams. It's a good movie. I think I've heard about it. And yeah, nineties. It, <laughs> it was one. Of, mm. It was back when Robin Williams was like exploding everywhere. You know, Miss Doubtfire, Jumanji, fuck, he was Aladdin. He was he was everywhere. Yeah, okay. Pour one out for my boy Robin Williams. What a legend. He was a legend. Yeah. God damn. And on that note, we're getting uh getting pretty fucking lengthy here. We're gonna have to A little bit. Gonna have to cut the gonna have to cut this down. I know people have places to be. Ollie's gotta go do some medical science studies. <laughs> And then Ryan finally needs to go see the Eternals. Yep, it's happening. So, so definitely stay tuned next week for that one. We will definitely have a discussion there. Uh, and also, we're going to have, hopefully, if it works out, our first guest. First guest on the show, episode 14. Um, yeah. Uh, our friend uh, Kesar is a prop master, and she's worked on, uh, she worked on the Ghostbusters movie, and she's worked on some Netflix series and stuff. Uh, and some things that I want to talk about, but I don't know if I can talk about. So we're going to wait till she comes. Uh, and I kind of want to do a deep dive on what it's like to be a prop master and like what it's like working on set. And you guys can ask whatever questions you like. She's uh, a pretty awesome personality. Uh, so that'll be our awesomeness next week. And uh, yeah, Ryan, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Oh, wait, hold on. No, it's shout outs first. Always shout outs. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> the shout out is Ryan. Shout, well, I mean, yeah, shout outs to Ryan and Ollie, fans of the show. <laughs> yes. By, <laughs> by, by necessity. Um, yeah, shout outs to Matt the Rat, of course, our wonderful producer who puts our stuff out on the internet so all of you fine folks can enjoy us. Uh, and uh, if you want to see other stuff that is part of the Rat House umbrella, you can go to rathouse.net, R A T T H A U s.net and there's like at least 10 10 to 12 other podcasts on there um and pretty decent too shout outs also to the twat fm family uh fear ennis and mdi without you guys um i wouldn't be doing this now we can get to the internet part right if people want to find you on the internet where can they find you you can find me at synthetic s-y-n-t-h-e-t-i-k on twitter instagram tiktok and twitch damn he's got a tiktok too Damn, you're Sorry. everywhere, dude. Is that something I need? <laughs> Probably. It's good marketing. We'll figure that out. Ollie, people want to find you. Where can they find you? 
uh, on my Instagram at oliver.hruiz or just honestly go bug synthetic or snurfin. They'll get to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. <laughs> and if you want to find me on the internet, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the real snurfin on Twitter and at snurfin on the Insta, as the kids are calling it these days. I don't know why you wouldn't just call it the gram. I think is that, is that like a. Is it interchangeable? Does anybody even call it that? Am I the only I, one? I feel like I remember. Old? I feel like I remember people <laughs> calling it gram or something like that. But but Insta, Insta's the thing, and I don't. Well, I don't understand that. It sounds weren't there, weird. Weren't there a few other apps at one point in time that had gram at the end of them as well, or is that just me in my head? I don't know. You could be onto something. <laughs> it sounds familiar. It sounds like there might have been three or four. Yeah, I feel like there were back in the days when social media was. In its infancy and exploding. Fuck you, social media. <laughs> <laughs> but we need you and love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of social media, if you want to find the podcast online, uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at NerdyNamacron. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the show. Peace out. Peace. All right. C- catch you later.